You're listening to DraftKings Network. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Hey everybody, it's producer Jeremy introducing you to this episode of Too Many Men. Was really excited to get to meet both Allison and Sarah in person at NHL All-Star Weekend this past weekend here in South Florida. And introducing you to our grab bag episode from NHL All-Star Weekend. We've got all sorts of fun goodies in this episode that you guys can listen to. And we're going to start it off with the end. We're going to start it with the post-game recap with myself, Sarah, and of course, Chris Cody and Roy Bellamy from the Dan Lebitard Show with Stu Gatz joining us in the arena right after the NHL All-Star Game. And then from here, I will introduce you guys to each section of this podcast. So be sure to pay attention to what you're listening to. And coming up right now is our post-game recap. So enjoy this episode of Too Many Men. Hey, everybody. That's how we start Too Many Men, right? That's how Allison starts it. Hey, Hey, everybody. Hey, Hey, guys. Uh, It's producer Jeremy here with... Sarah Sivian. A.K.A. Jer Bear. And there's Chris Cody. Roy Bellamy is also with us. Yeah, I'm just here. Yeah, <laughs> also here. Um, we are wrapping up NHL All-Star Weekend here in Sunrise after multiple days of events. Um, we had Media Day on Thursday, the NHL Skills Challenge on Friday night, and of course the NHL All-Star Game here on Saturday. Um, and as we wrap everything up, um, Sarah, I'm going to lean on you even though your voice is shot and we will probably talk about why in in just a second but just want your general thoughts here to share with the too many men audience as you know this weekend comes to a close yeah guys it was awesome to be (laughs) you in person put a name to all the faces and a face to the names and be in the levitard environment and the game itself pretty cool League event, pretty cool, you know, all the ins and outs of South Florida. So all of our listeners that listen because of Levitard, now we can make those connections. Yeah, that that part was also really cool to be able to see, like, not just our group be able to come together and meet, but also all of the other media members that were here uh, throughout the week. So what we wanted to do um, with Chris and Roy was play a quick game of fuck Mary kill. Oh, Roy's favorite. With, <laughs> with that'd be um, uh, Woody's favorite. With, well, probably because he's a murderer. Yeah. Right. Yeah, because the kill. Yeah, the kill yeah. part of it. He yeah. just yeah. plays um, kill, kill, kill. Some quarterback. What's messed up is that nobody in the Too Many Men audience knows this reference. Ah. If they're just Too Many Men. Well, now they do. So now, um. Chris, yeah, right. We'll put out a poll. Did you know that Chris Whittingham was a murderer? Yes or yes. Yes. Yes or yes. Uh, (laughs) Yeah, put it on the poll, Sarah. Um, But that being said, uh, we want to play FMK with the three events from this week. So with the NHL Media Day, the NHL Skills Challenge, and the NHL All-Star Game. Fuck, Mary kill those three events. All right, this is easy. I'm going to marry the 
media day because that was just nice. It was just visually nice. It was a relaxing setting, and we got to do our thing. Um, even though it's going to be unpopular because we've been ripping this skills competition, I'm still going to fuck the skills competition because I think it has a high ceiling. You know, the McDavid thing, even though that the overall thing kind of stunk, that was probably cooler than anything we saw in the game. Okay. So I'm going to end up killing the game just because, you know, three on three. It's fun in, like, small doses, but when it's all you get, it's not as fun. So yeah. there you go. Roy? Uh, I think I'm going to marry Media Day because that's where we, uh, I think that's where we got our best content. Okay, copy me? Cool. Yeah, I'm going to, no, I don't think so because I'm going to fuck the game. I'm going to fuck I'm the gonna game. I'm going to fuck the game. Very vivid. <laughs> like, I, yeah. Very vivid. I, I didn't know how to explain it. <laughs> but anyway, and uh, I'm definitely going I've got you. I don't even know. No, like, yeah, yeah never just, let's yeah. just relax. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to kill the skills competition. It was a dud. Yeah, that's reasonable. Uh, Sarah, what are your thoughts here? I'm marrying the skills competition because I love things that make no sense, and I like being miserable. (laughs) (laughs) You want to complain about it? Yes. No, in all seriousness, we love complaining in the media. It gave us something to complain about and a storyline, and it sparked a debate about what can we do to make it better. It's two consensus, though. When everyone was ripping it, it's like, I got to do something else here. That's That's, exactly That's why I wanted to fuck it, because I was like, everyone's ripping it, Uh so I'm like, I got to. And you're marrying it? Yeah, we're kind of like. Uh, it's for kids, kind of, right? So and we're just like old people being like, oh, whatever. I'm going to fuck the media day because it was it's awesome to talk to some of the... Great setting. Yeah. I thought you guys crushed it. You cracked me up with yeah. the Vasilevsky question. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. He, I don't know sure he enjoyed that. I think Vasilevsky. he did. He's not like an exuberant guy, and you got a laugh out of him. Yeah, I did. You don't see that every day. Yeah, yeah. I think I would score a goal if he didn't have a stick. <laughs> if I had a hundred shootout attempts, I don't he, think I, so at no. all. He, what, dude, I, I don't think so. No. You, I, I got to show you this video of my slap shot of my skill at okay. the skills competition. Yeah, I'm just at saying. Skill, what skills competition? No, like at the beach. I'm so, like whatever oh, it was. There was like gotcha. this like accuracy thing, and I gotcha. got, I got one out of five, but it was impressive though. But it's still you. Hard you gotta watch the video. Right. Anyways, it's not about me. <laughs> I will say, uh, from my perspective, I think I actually also... So I'm going to go ahead and, and kill the game because I just felt like it was... Yeah. Uh, the, the, as f- fine as it was, it was like there was no major upside. I know exactly what it is, and it wasn't enough for me. Right. Uh, I would say I'll actually fuck Media Day and marry in the same way. Marry the skills competition because I believe in it. I you believe, believe you can change it. I believe I do. I believe I can change it and I love I love the ability potential to pick there. up a fallen soldier. I see the best in the skills competition. I see the joy that can be there. I see the upside and I, I, I want that for the long term. And it may and it probably smacked on TV. Yeah. Like well, you know what I mean? Like it was just it, was, it just stunk for us. It was a made for TV event. Um but as we uh, go through this podcast episode, obviously we have you guys here that was off fun. the top. Um this is uh, going Do you guys to be, play that every episode with something? Yes, it's they're they're great. This is a good podcast. I know people listening know that, but this is a really good podcast yeah. that you're listening to right now. Um, and this in this podcast in particular is going to be a grab bag of stuff. At the moment that we're having this conversation, I'm not even sure everything that Sarah is about to be able to continue to get, gather. Um, Perfect. As the music comes on, All right. as we're they're, 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 off. they're playing this, us out like, of here. All right, so I'm going to go ahead and wrap up this intro section. Then we're going to have a whole bunch of other things that come into this podcast, including potentially a couple of different interviews right, we're back. with some we're other. Back. We li- All right, let's go. Yeah, we've booked we've booked another interview that you're about to hear in the coming moments. You will also hear all of the different content that we gathered from NHL Media Day that you guys have seen some of it so far on social media, on the Too Many Men channels, but also you will see it. Um, 
coming out across platforms on Levitard Show on Twitter at two underscore much underscore man on Twitter and hey Instagram new Instagram for too many men so be sure to follow uh, on Instagram and check out all of the great content but again in this podcast you'll hear a couple more interviews and you will hear some of the fun stuff from NHL Media Day. Sarah, anything before we uh, close this out? DJ yeah. Polly D. <laughs> oh, right. I didn't even get into the party. All right. Before we go. I just, I mean, it needed be- to be thank said. Thank God. I've just been Chris saying that name this. out loud for like 12 straight hours. All right. So, <laughs> so, so we're sitting here and it, it's Saturday after the NHL All-Star Game. Um, but on Friday night after the skills competition, Sarah, Roy, and Chris had... One heck of a night that um, I decided we were all standing there. It was gonna, even going to be a chill night. And I was the like, old you know catch what? up on sleep routine. I got to catch up on some sleep. I got to go home. My own bed is here. This is not an all-star weekend in a different city. And boy, do I regret not going out with the three of you. Can you, on this podcast, we've already talked about this on Levitard Show, but here on Too Many Men, can we recap a bit of the night that you guys experienced that ends with DJ Pauly D? Yeah, and you can catch the whole thing on the Levitard show, but to, to debrief, um, I thought I was having a chill night headed not to Fort Lauderdale, but back to Miami, and was just going to make a little pit stop on the way, first ah, of all. Ah, the pit stop. Yeah, yeah, the infield, had a few there. Then David said that he had a party that we could get on the list for this private party. Love so. being able to get on a list for a party. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. I'm like, oh, it's just going to be NHL people. But it's at the gigantic guitar. Our, <laughs> the our, guitar. our Eiffel Tower. Yeah. 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 <laughs> From any call. The, Eiffel, the real Eiffel Tower. Yeah. And we walk in. And all of a sudden people are it's, moving. It's, yeah. It's, it's, it's. Wait, where's this? Why am I dancing? Is that? Wait, who's that? And then DJ, we, we were like, someone's about to come on stage. And then we just see DJ Pauly D's face. Mm-hmm. It, was, it, it was an epic night. It was so much fun. So when you see us on the Jersey Shore, just know we did that for oh you. Oh my God, if we're on the Jersey Shore, that would make my ear. I just want you guys to know we started this with Fuck, Mary Kill, and we've ended it with DJ Polly D. And I think that that's the exact vibe that you should have from a South Florida-based uh, NHL All-Star event. Let's go right. GTL. In all seriousness, thank you so much, listeners, for making this possible. This is one of the best weeks in recent memory. Oh, well, that's a nice close. That's yeah. really nice. Love you guys. I'm feeling sentimental. All right, well, uh, here's a transition to whatever you're about to hear. Well, I'll I'll tell you in a second. One of the fun parts about NHL All-Star Weekend was getting to bump into all sorts of our friends from within hockey media. And so, of course, we had to have the one and only Julie Stewart-Binks fill out her own FMK of hockey cliches. FMK hockey cliches. I've heard them all, folks. I'm going to start off with, this is a new one that I've really noticed is guys when they're asked a question they will just say yeah yeah like they're out of breath like it's that's the first word that comes out of the mouth yeah yeah sorry i just did that so many times because it's just to get the essence of the yeah also getting pucks on net want to get traffic traffic in front of the net pucks on net traffic in front of the net and also then greasy goal is we've we've come to just accept greasy goal as being an actual thing, but what is a greasy goal? Is there is there grease on it? Is there some sort of sliding or slickness? It really is just a it's a bad goal. Like we need to just get a bad goal that we don't deserve or that's like lucky bounce. Lucky bounce is also a good cliche too. Okay, so I am going to rank them as 
I am going to marry, yeah, because I'm in love with yeah right now because it's not going anywhere. It gives guys a second to buy some time into what they're going to answer. Also, they're, some of them are kind of nervous when they're on TV, I've noticed, which is odd because they're playing in front of millions of people. Um, then I will have to F uh, Pucks. No, I'm going to F Greasy Goal because, you know, we got to get one of those in every now and again. Oh, and I'm going to kill that we need to get uh, traffic in front of the net, get Pucks on in because that's that is a given. It's like we need to get basketballs in the hoop. What we need to do is 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 put that ball into that hoop. Be like, okay, I got it. Also, just for, you can edit this or add it in. I have noticed in my deep evaluations that when a player says that's a good question, it's not. And I know that's really hard for our egos in the industry, but they just don't know how to answer the question. Have you ever had someone ask you a question and you have no idea how to answer and you say that's a good question? It's because you do not know the answer. Maybe it's a good question, but it's probably not a good question because if you can't get an answer, then what's the point of the question? Cerebral over here. See you later, giddies. And JSB wasn't the only one to do an FMK. Here is Kale McCarr from Media Day. Are you aware of the game FMK? Sleep with Mary Kill. Oh, okay, yes, yes. I was a little lost on that one. Sorry, sorry. Stanley Cup, Calder Trophy, Norris Trophy. Uh, well, I'm definitely marrying the Stanley Cup. Um, I would probably sleep with the Norris and kill the Calder. Sits further back. I don't know. Is that how we're going? Yeah. That's. A, I mean, I to, I, we could kill both the individual awards as long as I get to stay with the Stanley Cup. So that's fine. Perfect. Thank you. And before we get to some of the rapid fire questions that had multiple answers from multiple players on Media Day, here's a couple of more individual moments. We know how the Too Many Men crew feels about Mullet Arena. While well, Sarah Sivian asked Clayton Keller what it's like to play there. Clayton, can you describe playing in Mullet Arena in three words? I don't know. I think that's hard. Um, One's fine, too. Small? No. Uh, exciting, I would say. I think, you know, it's... Um, it was a little different at first, but I think, you know, it's, we have great ice there and, um, you know, usually the, the crowds have been pretty good and uh, that's always more fun when, when they're kind of involved and excited about the game. And this might have been my favorite moment of the entire media day as Allison Lucan discussed Connor Hellebuck's new book on mental health with Hellebuck himself. Really, really cool couple of minutes here. Connor, we're with the Too Many Men podcast. I know you've talked about this a couple times, but what was the inspiration that went into writing a children's book for you? Yeah, so I feel once this mental health discussions and talks are coming out, uh, it hit me at home because I, I feel like I've been trying to do that and, and really work on my mental game since I was in juniors. And I'd like to think I have one of the stronger mental games around the league. So when that came out and I started to realize, that, oh yeah, this is actually a thing. Um, I wasn't just working on a skill to be a better hockey player. No, this could, this could be applied to everyone. So I thought, what could I do from my position to help the youth understand that this is a skill and that we should start teaching it and learning it. 
And I thought that was a, a good idea for the book. What did you learn about the process of writing compared to your usual job? <laughs> well, co-author, right? Yes. So, Take <laughs> I'm taking credit as much as you'll let me, but I did not write as much as I gave the ideas and, um, and, and the thoughts behind it. So it was more of the planning side of it as opposed to the actual grammar and writing and, and drawing. Do you feel that acceptance for discussing mental health is becoming more open in hockey? That's maybe something that hasn't been present as much in the sport in the past. No, absolutely. I think it's huge. And um, I think it's not only for hockey, it's huge for the fan base and, and everyone who follows us and, and cares to, to really work on their own mental health. And if they see us doing it, they, they will do it for themselves. And um, I mean, that's all you can hope for. I think it's it's been in hockey for a long time. And now that it's a thing, it's it's more open to talk about. It's, it allows room for more skills to grow. And, and so I always talk about mental health, having multiple skills to it. It's not just one skill. There's multiple skills to it. So um, being able to talk about that and then really learn from each other, I think, is just going to improve the whole general population, too. I know the book just came out a couple weeks ago, but are there any cool stories yet that you've heard from someone who really loved it or the book meant a lot to them? I haven't heard yet, but we are currently trying to get in all the second grade classes in um, Winnipeg. So that is something to look forward to, but I haven't heard just yet. Hopefully I will start getting the stories to come in, but I'm off social media, so I'm not too connected anyway. It's, it's always a, um, a word of mouth for me, so hopefully someone has affected All right, folks, now it's the time you have all been waiting for. We're getting to the rapid-fire questions and answers from NHL Media Day. We're going to slow play this to get to Taylor Swift, so we're going to start right here. What does it really mean to get pucks in deep? Sarah and Allison asked Mitch Marner, Jack Hughes, Johnny Goudreau, and Seth Jones. And last one for you, what does it mean to truly get pucks deep? (laughs) It means not being an idiot in the neutral zone and chipping pucks in and not being afraid to forecheck. That's uh, that's what I would say to that one. So what exactly does get pucks deep mean? <laughs> awesome, thank you. Final question for you. What does it mean truly to get pucks deep? Uh, chip it in? Uh, yeah, that's it. That's all <laughs> I got for you. Yeah, Perfect. No problem. Seth, what does getting pucks deep in mean to you? Not turning it over at... <laughs> The red line or the blue line, trying to make a quote-unquote high-risk play. Then Allison and Sarah were on the hunt to find out the most cliche questions asked to hockey players throughout the year. Once again, we have Mitch Marner, Jack Hughes, Johnny Goudreau, and this time, Connor McDavid. Mitch, speaking of loving media, what's the most cliche question you've been asked after a game? Uh, what was the success to your game and what was the worst part of your game? I mean, those are always the two that I think it always goes the same answers of keep it on the same kind of page and, you know, trying to keep it simple. But you never want to try to give the same answer, but I'm sure a lot of mine sounds similar. <laughs> Jack, what is the most cliche question you've been asked after a game? Uh, I don't know. There's like, it's tougher... I'd say in between, during the game, it's like, that's when it's more cliche, because, you know, after the game, it's kind of like everyone's, uh, like, you know, toning down a bit, but during the game, it's like, what do we got to do the last period to, you know, win this game? Everyone's like, oh, get pucks in deep, like, all, you know, all the nonsense, so, um, but at the end of the day, like, you go in the locker and the coach is saying the same thing, so there's a recipe that's worked for a lot of years, and um, that's just what it is. What is the most cliche question you've been asked after a game? And you can rip on Porty here if you want. Um, most cliche thing is, uh, I don't know, why'd you guys lose? I'm not sure. <laughs> uh, 
maybe what went wrong tonight. <laughs> Obviously, we didn't score enough, but they scored more. And maybe if you'll have some fun with this, what's the most cliche question you've been asked by a media member? Cliche question. I don't know. I feel like at the All-Star Game, everybody does a good job of keeping it you know, kind of fresh and different. Um, you know, I don't have Gene principally asking me what I thought about the second period today, but, um, you know, it's, uh, and I say that with all love for Gene, by the way, so, uh, but, uh, but nothing, nothing comes to mind today. And now, the moment you've all been waiting for. It's time to find out the favorite Taylor Swift songs, or lack thereof, of all your favorite NHL All-Stars. We're going to go ahead and start with Mitch Marner once again. And then I will take you through each name from there as we find out which of these NHL All-Stars may or may not be Swifties. We start with the show's new bestie, Mitch Marner. And Mitch, do you have a favorite Taylor Swift song? Taylor Swift song? Oh man, uh, Love Story is a good one. I mean, um, I haven't listened to her new stuff really in quite a while to be honest, but um, I did used to like her old stuff and you know, they were pretty good bangers. Brady Kachuk. You belong with me. That's I one of my you. favorites. Thank you. See you later. Thank you, Brady. Kale McCarr. Kale, what's your favorite Taylor Swift song? Uh, favorite Taylor Swift song? I feel like there's a new one, but I don't know the name of it. But I think the big one when I was maybe a little bit younger was 22. Or, uh, uh, yeah, that's probably the biggest one. Maybe. Connor Hellebook. To switch it up a little bit, what's your favorite Taylor Swift song? It <laughs> <laughs> really threw me for a rope there. I mean, no, I mean, I, I don't know if I have a favorite. I like all her songs. Like, I do like all her songs. So. Yeah, I, if I, I don't know if I could pick a single song for you. Just a super fan? <laughs> I wouldn't call myself a super fan, but I'm a fan. <laughs> Thank you. Connor McDavid. Connor, a fun one for you. Do you have a favorite Taylor Swift song? I, this is like the third time I've been asked this question. What, is there something that's going on today? But, um, I don't know, maybe 22? That might be the only one I know, but uh, it's, uh, it's a good one, I guess. Jack Hughes. Jack, what's your favorite Taylor Swift song? Taylor Swift. I don't even know one. Sorry. Oh, how is that possible? Well, like, I can't name one, but I know, like, you, you go to any bar in America, a Taylor Swift song will turn on with, like, a bass drop, you know? So, <laughs> yeah, that is a new thing. I know that, but I couldn't, like, sit here and name one song. You sorry. It's okay. Johnny Goudreau. Johnny, what's your favorite Taylor Swift song? Uh, I'm not sure. I should ask my nieces. They're obsessed with them. They're obsessed with her. Uh, I, don't, I don't really know. I mean, I don't really listen to her, to be honest. Andre Svechnikov. What's your favorite Taylor Swift song? Uh, well, there's lots of good songs, you know. <laughs> Do you have a favorite? I can't pick one. <laughs> Thank you. Nathan McKinnon. Nate, what's your favorite Taylor Swift song? Oh man, I'm not even. I'm not even joking. I don't even. I don't even know. You like rap, right? I like. I like. I like rap. Yeah, I like Taylor Smith though. I just haven't. I don't know the names of the songs. Um, I like Gunna. He just got out. Uh, I like Gunna a lot. Yeah. <laughs> Might have snitched. I don't know how long he's gonna be around for. But yeah, I like Gunna. It's happening daily. We're being conned by the institutions we used to trust. 
The mainstream media is distracting us with meaningless headlines instead of focusing on the harsh realities facing American families. Time is short before something big happens, and that's why so many folks are preparing. They're becoming self-reliant by investing in emergency food storage from My Patriot Supply. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and secure four-week emergency food kits for each member of your family. Each kit contains tasty breakfasts, lunches, and dinners, averaging over 2,000 calories per day. Save $50 on each four-week food kit you purchase. Plus, get free shipping on Ready Hour four-week emergency food kits. You're not ready if it's not Ready Hour foods. At My Patriot Supply, you can also get solar power generators, water filtration units, heirloom seeds, and survival gear. Order by 3 p.m. and your unmarked boxes ship the same day. Shop MyPatriotSupply.com today. MyPatriotSupply.com